Namaste and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. Welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we help you make your spirituality an actuality. I am your host, Kilkenny, who's an elite coach, yoga and meditation professor, and priestess, psychic medium, astrologer included, who's on a mission for 20 years now to help folks find more meaning, mindfulness, and magic in their day-to-day life. Today, I am so thrilled to be welcoming a friend of the podcast who's been on before several times, the brilliant Natalie Levin, who is a professional astrologer and so many other things. The reason I want to really have her on today again, she might be one of my, I think my top, I think you're my top guest probably Wow! in visitation and your numbers are always out the roof because (laughs) you are so eloquent and yet profound in making astrology practical, understandable. So Mm -hmm. folks, get ready to have this episode actually change your life in meaningful ways, for sure, as these conversations with Natalie always do, and I always get that feedback. So Natalie, welcome. Welcome to the Modernistic (laughs) Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to the planet Uranus, which is very active today. We're recording this on January 11th, 2024, and Uranus is inviting a lot of your uh, volcanoes, earthquakes, and lightning bolts of change to suddenly appear in our lives so that I happen to be able to get on this time frame with Kilkenny. So what a gift from the planets. Thank you, High Vibration of Uranus. Well, I love that so much. And we can talk about that, right? How you Mm -hmm. and I almost both drafted off this energy of Uranus, I think, to jump on this Mm -hmm. episode. But before we do, Mm -hmm. can you give me, it can be really pithy because you've answered it before, but in this moment in time, what does it mean to you to be a modern mystic? Oh, I love when you ask this question. Oh my goddess. To be a modern mystic invites me to use all of the tools that are available, both in the realms that are beyond what my senses can see, feel, hear, taste. So we could call that the non-3D. Can I use all of those supports as well as the supports available in the 3D realm, including things like, for me, um, antidepressants, enjoying delicious food, connection with people that are also doing awakening work. Can I use all of those supports to live as fully and with as many kaleidoscopic colors this particular human lifetime that I have been granted. Oh, I just got the chills and I started jumping up and down at the same time. I love the word. First of all, I've never heard anyone use the word kaleidoscopic and I'm such like a wordsmith. Yes. I love word everything. So that's a brilliant. Mm-hmm. As many colors, right? And I love mm-hmm. how you talked about all the tools because that's the thing about mm-hmm. being a modern mystic. We understand that is the beauty of this modern age. We have access mm-hmm. to all these tools. Of mm-hmm. course, if we're privileged in many ways and I you yes. know, acknowledge the privilege that we have and not everybody has that privilege. 
when we don't shun these modern tools, but see them as gifts and pathways towards support, like you said, then our mysticism Mm. opens up and our human embodiment experience of life, like you said, becomes so much more bright and colorful, kaleidoscopic. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that answer. I love that so much. Okay. So we we started with Uranus. And so Mm -hmm. let's just like talk to the listeners about kind of what that means and maybe start from an anecdotal place of, okay, how did Uranus have anything to do with the two of you meeting today and talking and doing this episode? Because the astrology of what's happening right now is like a weather pattern, you know, is how mm-hmm. I think of it. And so we can ignore that it's going to rain out and then we get wet and nothing horrible happens. Chances are, but if we take the umbrella, if we look for the rainbows, right? If we pay attention to that weather, then we can live so much more joyfully. We can be so much more effective and potent. That's how I think of it. That's sort of a little pithy synopsis of of how I feel like you can make astrology really practical. And to me, Uranus and the different planets are archetypes that in different moments of life are stronger or less strong, that live outside ourselves, within ourselves, they're each a part of our psyche, each planet. So when we know what the weather of them, what's happening with them, like you said, Uranus was very strong right now. We can think about, oh, what's the Uranus energy outside of myself? And what's the Uranus energy within myself? And then work with that Mm, weather. Beautiful. What do you think? When I know that there is going to be a very strong Uranian energy in the forecast, the weather forecast, I invite myself to stay very loose and soft as much as possible in terms of my expectations that things are going to go a certain way. I invite myself to be able to pivot on a dime and also hold myself gently because Uranus energy can be very affecting of the nervous system. So it's possible that when there's a lot of Uranus energy happening in the heavens, I might feel extra edgy, extra anxious. And can I hold this crackly electricity that is myself and also out in the world tenderly and gingerly as I suddenly, like a practical example of how this has shown up in the past 36 hours is plans that I had made completely had to be canceled and changed. You had had someone lined up on this podcast and that person canceled and then you reached out to me immediately and it's lightning bolts. That's the, it's that fast lightning bolts. Hey, Natalie, do you want to be on my podcast tomorrow? And I'm lightning bolting that swiftly. Yes. That's all I wrote, like capital letters. Yes. Uranus, boom. And it's happening. And then another, another lightning bolt and volcano exploding is boom. Natalie, your school, child school is closing early because the electricity, which is Uranus went out and Boom, can Natalie find something to to a backup plan so that she can still do the podcast? And yes, it happened. So it's like, okay, as long as I am staying flexible and soft, I can go with these pivots that Uranus brings. If I stay really, really stubborn and stiff, it could knock me out much more. Does that, yes. how does that land? So great. So great, right? Okay. So mm. a lot of people listening, you know, might read about astrology or be mm-hmm. listening to different forecasts, podcasts, yeah. horoscopes, whatever you call it, and are, are engaging in. So let's start with these planets because we already made this foray into Uranus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
we all have this energy of Uranus. Uranus is about welcoming change, right? Mm -hmm. It's about pivoting. It's about taking care of our nervous systems, like you said so beautifully. Mm. How do we do that associated with the nervous system? And when stuff happens that's challenging quickly, how do we respond? And mm. also downloads, revelations, sparks, yes. insights, right? Yeah. And so that, that energy lives as potentiality within us. That's a part of each person listening. Mm -hmm. And then if you hear, as Natalie discussed, in the outer world, okay, the weather's going to be very Uranian. You can think of working with the things Natalie described. I love that. Let's go on to some other planets. So let's let's yeah. take the next more, let's say, intense planet, shall we? And then we'll work to maybe the more mild or more, more yeah. copacetic planets. How does that yeah, sound? <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, so when Pluto comes around, <laughs> right now in time and space, Pluto's changing signs. Yes. I love Pluto. It's actually my second, not that you should have favorites. And I have, I'm a Libra, so I, a lot of Libra. My charts, so I always have like five favorites of everything. But yes! I, I love, after after Jupiter, mm. I love Pluto. And I've, I've gotten to love Pluto more and more. So Pluto, mm. talk to me, please, about your experience of what Pluto is within the person as a psychological, psycho-spiritual mm. archetype. And then the energy on the outside in the outer world and spheres when Pluto is really prominent in the weather pattern, so to speak, of astrology. Which it very much is now. Pluto is, for me, the opportunity, the invitation for if, if I'm having a loud Plutonian energy happening in my life, first of all, the invitation for me is to know that this is not an overnight fix. It is so me good. walking this path of, oh, suddenly I'm in the underworld and I see the shadows and the darkness and the parts of myself that I have really not wanted to acknowledge because they are taboo and they are secret. And the fact that I contain an inner Hitler, the fact that there is a part of me that understands the person who kills her brother, that I start to actually bring shine light on that part of my psyche so that it doesn't come out sideways and take away the choice from me. As I shine light on that, those Plutonian realms, Pluto also is related to power. I might be more in a position of power about those tendencies in myself so that they don't overtake me and I am overpowered Pluto shadow side by them. Yeah. It's also incredible Pluto transits and Pluto energy can be, I am nonstop for like, it can feel like a seven year realm of being in a Pluto transit. That's the word that's coming up for me for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I dive into maybe I become curious about psychotherapy. Maybe something about my life has a very close encounter with death. And I come back from that. Either someone around me leaves his or her body, or I am almost about to. And I come back with a new way of relating to the process of actually still being alive. For the collective, it feels very much, again, we're recording this as Pluto is about to move into Aquarius, which he'll be for like the next 25 years. So this will be re relatable for the next 25 years. And Aquarius is connection and interconnectivity. How am I going to use the fact that I am here with, I think the number is 7 billion other people on this planet, and remember that I actually... I'm connected to you all. And 
can I step into feeling empowered around that as opposed to feeling disempowered? What does that look like? For me, it can even feel like when I'm walking down the street, smiling at people. Some people think is really strange, but what usually happens is the person smiles back in some sort of a reflection of me. It's genuine. I'm not like faking it. I'm I'm really happy to see people. And I know that I tend to be a little Pollyanna. I know that it's in my chart too, like a little ebullient and can be annoying that I, I make up that it can be annoying for some people that I can appear very cheerful. And it feels, it comes back to me that Pluto in Aquarius, that power of connecting to everyone else and also, therefore, to the all that is, this collective unconscious and consciousness that Carl Jung really said is always there. I am connected to all of you in some realm. And I've heard recently that we only, most of us, only can see 4% of what is actually around us all the time. That is so, so Plutonian too, right? Like, yeah. It's so, because Pluto is just, to piggyback on your gorgeous pontification of, of Platonic energy, Pluto is all about the unseen realms. It's about invisible mm-hmm. energy. Like yes. you said, psychology and mm-hmm. all those themes that are very scorpionic, mm-hmm. sex, death, mm-hmm. transformation, big sums mm-hmm. of money, taxes, fluids, like exchanging fluids that you know kind of like the feeling not the seeing and so i love what you said and in the way of this conversation and where it's going too i want to orient people that pluto is ruled by scorpio so if you are a scorpio or you know what that means you have scorpionic energy in your chart right you have a connection to pluto just as when we spoke of uranus a little bit ago that's associated with aquarius so Mm -hmm. Aquarius rules that planet. And so you there's an energy and there's a, a connection. There's a relationship. It's not they're synonymous, but there's relationship as yes. a symbiotic kind of way about those two. The planet and then the sign of the planet. They're kind of like mm. BFFs, right? That's how I think <laughs> of it. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. When I see Pluto, immediately in my inner world, it goes into these deep, dark, blood red colors come up for me around Pluto. Mm. And also a really, really profound olive green that it reminds me of the color in the emojis that happen when you're making an emoji of vomiting, like I'm nauseous, <laughs> that color, because Pluto mm-hmm. is really the deepest, our deepest viscera, like, and, and actual, yeah, the fluids, the fluids in the body, like Kilkenny was talking about, that is all so scorpionic. And I love Scorpio energy when I see people who have it in their charts, because I immediately make up a story that they can bear the Mm. things that we're not supposed to talk about. And it makes me want to be around people who have a lot of that energy Mm. because I feel safe. Like I can't horrify you. Yes. That's such a gift. That's why, (laughs) you know, Scorpionic people make great psychologists, right? Like because they can, they're such witness space holders mm-hmm. and bearers of, mm-hmm. of hard things. So really, I love how you put that. And I always think about Pluto p- particularly, and I want to even say another thought for people listening, because some people mm. will be newer to astrology or you might yes. be totally new. And then we have some people who are really seasoned in their astrological yes. understanding. So the thing is, is that with Pluto energy, like Natalie said, it's about going to the deep, 
darkest caverns of oneself, right? Mm-hmm. We all have the possibility and the invitation to do that in life and the muck mm-hmm. and the, you know, the mucus and the puke and the things that we just shadow essentially. Mm-hmm. And yet when we accept that dance of the divine, if we do, then we come out of the cavern. I always think like a miner comes out and yes. she's covered in black. Mm-hmm. But then they have gold. So you return yes. when you're brave enough to do that or hold space for others. You mm-hmm. allow for the most valuable thing because it's those hardships in life that suck to go through, but that make us more golden, right? And also mm-hmm. strong like gold. So that's mm-hmm. also how I think of Pluto. It's beautiful. Yes. And, and then like there's the people who are very seasoned in astrology who might think, okay, well, I, I know a lot of that. But have you looked at your chart or learned about, are there any of these planets, and we'll speak of all of them, that are next to your sun, your moon, or rising, right? Because a lot of people, when I read their charts, they like, oh, yeah, I'm a, you know, Pisces sun and an Aries moon and, a, you know, Aquarius rising, whatever it is. But then I'll be like, oh, did you know you have Venus sitting on your sun? And they're like, I do. Or do you know you have Pluto? opposite your sun and there's a there's an energy and they go i do right so Mm -hmm. thinking knowing about these planets these archetypal energies Mm -hmm. that land in our chart in a very specific way that give us information about our superhero powers and our challenges and how to overcome Mm -hmm. them right Mm -hmm. and so find out listeners does your sun moon rising Right? Are they sitting near or opposite or in relationship to any of the planets? And that will give you a whole Netflix series to dive into. Oh, my gosh. Yes. If your listeners are like, how do I find that out? One way could be to have a session with Kilkenny or with me. We both do work with clients on their astrology charts one-on-one. And also, if you have any friends who would be able to say, I know how to look this up. I know how to look up this in your chart and see what it's called a conjunction when a planet is close to another planet. You can say to your friends who like love astrology, can you tell me if I have anything conjunct my son and let, and let them tell you it's can be very, very so empowering to know that if your son, for example, is let's pretend it's intertwined with Pluto that you, the suspicion you've had all along that you are a very powerful person and you have perhaps a lot of charisma. And when you walk into a room, people notice you will be validated. It's the opposite of gaslighting. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's why like people are, I'm mysterious and people gravitate towards me. And I just feel like this is the way I am, but there's actually some context to it planetarily. Yes. 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 Well, I mean, it's, it's so amazing because over the course of my life, I had been around many astrologers, Vedic astrologers, you know, mm. Placidus astrologers, all sorts. Mm. And I had been given lots of little tidbits about my chart. Mm. Katu had my first official reading in French when I was 20. So, and I didn't speak French that well. So that was such a fascinating experience. Cut to mm. my Saturn return. I had another reading. The yeah. whole point is I went through a long mm. journey, like a lot of people listening, of just piecemealing the astrology. And I learned a ton. Mm-hmm. However, when I learned about, no one really mentioned in the hour session I had or the five minutes here and there my whole life about like, for example, I have that conjunction and maybe that's why you said it. I know. I knew you did that so intentionally because you're so intentional. (laughs) When I finally found out like, oh, Pluto's on my son. No one ever mentioned that to me in a reading. But like when you give a reading, 
it's like there's so much to say that astrology yeah. could sit there for 10 hours. And two, like in my case, I think people were afraid to tell me that. <laughs> like I don't oh, think people are like, that's my, oh my gosh. that's my synopsis. And so because yeah. that's an intense kind of – it's a very intense conjunction. Yes. It's not like your sun sitting next to Venus or having no. conjunction with, right? It's not – However, when I learned about that and I studied that and it was like you said, so helpful in understanding myself and then Mm -hmm. moving forward, understanding myself, it's just incredible. And then that's when I fell in love with Pluto. What about you? Do you have anything conjunct? Yes. Yes. I have, um, my chart has, my sun is at 15 degrees. Now every, for those of you listening, there are 30 degrees in every astrology sign. And then each degree has 60 minutes attached to it. So my sun is at 15 degrees, 36 minutes of Pisces. And my Mercury is at 15 degrees, 38 minutes of Pisces. So I, so when you're so smart, True. So for, well, for your listeners, that what that means is I am completely intertwined with the messenger of the gods is one way to say it. And depending on how you how I pull my chart, it's either in the eighth house or the ninth. So it could be either I am here in the death realms with you. Let's go there. Let's talk about it. Or and or I am traveling. I'm the teacher. Both and feel right to me. So with Mercury which rules the way our minds work and how we communicate. What the story I make up is that when you are hearing me speak, you are getting fully me. Like there's no, I'm not able to compartmentalize because my, my communication is utterly entwined with the being in the middle of our solar system that is big enough to contain 1.3 million planet Earths. So that is a lot of mercurial communication energy that you witness when you're hearing me or seeing me speak it's i am it's very i'm i'm very authentic yes you you totally one of your superhero powers for Mm. sure Mm. right and what we're speaking to friends listening and listeners who want to go deeper in this is that Mm -hmm. mercury she's talking about the qualities of the planet mercury we all have Mm -hmm. them as she said it has to do with our mind the way that we think our mental capacities Mm -hmm. so we all have in our chart mercury somewhere it's an aspect of ourself each planet is a part of ourself all these planets however natalie's is sitting on top of literally sandwiched (laughs) on top Mm -hmm. of her sun sun is Mm -hmm. to put simplistically your personality how you shine Mm -hmm. right that's how Mm -hmm. i think of it your ego and so the way that she shines in this world is very much uh, married to, it's like in a deep loving relationship with Mercury. You can't really separate them. Yeah. And people with this, I have a couple clients, I have a couple coaching clients who have this. One's like a brilliant doctor. Like they're all brilliant. Wow. Because Mercury's wow. the mind. And how, yeah. and, and if the if the sun is shining, it's light through the the Mercury and they're, t- they're kissing. They're like French kissing in your chart, right? It's just going to make you super smart and very loquacious and a you know, fast thinker and, and speaker. Mm. So I love that. So that's Mercury, your mind mm-hmm. and how the mind works. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go to another planet. You pick. Saturn. Let's go to Saturn. <laughs> uh, we're saying we're, we're starting with the heavier energies. The, the energies that I don't like to say bad or good, but they invite lot of growth opportunities. I love that. <laughs> they, yeah. The karmic burning get, opportunities. Totally. Like you're in the crucible when Saturn comes along and you're having some sort of a Saturn energy in your chart. 
there is really an opportunity to take off any rose-colored glasses that you might be holding around where Saturn is landing. It's Saturn is not juicy. It's like, okay, we're going to be austere and create some structures and systems around this. If you've been trying to manipulate your way or fudge your way through something, Saturn will say, oh, no, no, that's actually not going to work anymore. I'm here to... Like you actually have to work. You have to get your hands in there and figure it out. And it like it reminds me of the fact like one of my car headlights burnt out and I didn't feel like taking the car to the dealer and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna figure this out myself. It is not my natural ability to do that. And I went on YouTube and looked up how to change this specific light bulb. And and then I actually did it. And it was like getting your hands on there, touching it. And I felt prouder of that moment than when I sang at Carnegie. Serious. Because it was so not like singing opera is so like, it just like nothing like filing my nails, but changing a car headlight. I had to take so many parts of me that I had never, muscles that I'd never used before. And I was like, I'm amazing. So that feels Saturnian to me because it's dry. It's not like this is easeful. It comes like an easy talent. No. That no. is a great, that's such a great story. And I love picturing you changing a car headlight. Wow. And and props to you because I'm similar. Thank you. Yes. I'd yes. rather talk to thousands of people live than do that. Same. <laughs> Same. How did that example land for you? Oh, it's just brilliant because it's just what you said. Like Saturn Mm. is the energy within ourselves that Mm -hmm. to me, I think of it like the boss, like the high school principal, Mm. like the the check-in, you know, the karmic Mm -hmm. police that Mm. is the part of you that is interested in following rules or willing Mm. to because it's about rules. It's about your bones and it's about to me, your main karmic lesson. So when people often come to me for readings, I'm curious for you, often Saturn in their tar is very activated, like more than any other planet. Like they're having, Mm. a lot of people will have heard their Saturn return. I had a woman yesterday, she was having just the beginning of her Saturn return. And she's like, I don't know why, but I felt like having a reading, right? So it's that soul's longing to in my mind, in my belief, fulfill its contract to learn the hardest karmic lessons. And it's that Mm. impulse within oneself that says, I want to do this, even though the ego says, no, fuck, I don't want to learn this. You know, I don't want to go through this, but it's the soul like, yes, because you're here to learn. And so to me, changing a car headlight would be so deep i would have to dig it within myself i mean i would have to yeah. face a lot of issues within yes. myself right and stories yes. so it sounds like a menial kind of oh just even for someone who's good at car headlights right that wouldn't be anything and that wouldn't be a saturn moment for them but maybe it would be right. speaking in front of or singing like you and carnegie hall in front of a million people right yeah. they never do that yeah. but what would they yeah. have to yeah. face to do that that is what saturn mm. Wisdom is, what are the questions, what are the limited belief stories that you tell yourself that you can do or not do things? Yeah. What does fear tell you? Mm. So it's everything and all the ways you limit yourself to me too is your Saturn energy that when we break through those limitations, then we are more free. As humans, we're more empowered. Mm, yes. So that's how I think of Saturn. Yes. For those of you listening who are around the age 28, 29, 30 and have been through that, you have been through a Saturn return. You might have been through a second one, which happens around 
57, 58, 59-ish. And usually something really big has shifted in your life and you have stepped into a new realm of authority. Like you get married, you get divorced, you start a school, you end school, you start a new job, you have a child, someone close to you dies. It's really a stepping into a new realm. The door is closed to one part of your life and something new has opened. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, and often like when I do Mm. readings, I'll look at dates where Saturn has been influential in their chart in the past and kind of ask the client, okay, like what was going on around this time in your life? And Mm. piece it together with the client, okay, this is what I learned during that time. And no client Mm -hmm. ever has said to me, I don't know, in all the, you know, Mm. readings I've done, like there's always, like you said, some rite of passage, something happening. Yeah. And then you kind of think, oh, well, I had to deal with anxiety at that point in my life. That's Mm -hmm. the first time I felt, you know, acutely anxious. And then that mm. will appear every so often. And in mm-hmm. my experience, the more people face these Saturnian lessons and work with them and learn to do so, mm. then the Saturn dates, as Saturn comes for your chart and you get older, they get better and better and better because it's like, yeah. oh, here comes anxiety again. Oh, okay, I've danced with anxiety. And they can actually become successful times, like quote unquote, mm-hmm. like even like joyful times because yes. the human has evolved and been trying to work on this karmic lesson. That's why I think of karmic lesson as Saturn. Mm, synonymous beautiful. Saturn. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Very delicious the way you explained all that. And oh also very God. empowering. Not like, oh my God, Saturn's coming. I'm feeling really scared. No, it's, oh, I'm going to step into my power around this. I've done this before. This is, mm. let's, let's have some more tea, Saturn. I love that. It's like, oh, let me go to an astrologer and find out. Let's piecemeal that lesson together so yeah. I can prepare and make mm. it go well. You might have heard me say that my intention for this podcast is to help folks live a more meaningful, mindful, and magical life. And it's the same for my Vibrant Venus Elite Coaching Program. I support soulful and successful people who struggle with burnout to find more meaning, more magic, and how to really make their spirituality an actuality and live every aspect of their life from this place. So to ask any questions or to get more information or to book an exploratory call, go to modernmystic.love forward slash coaching. This is so much fun. Pick another <laughs> planet. Okay. I love, um, let's go to ebullient Jupiter. Ooh. I love Jupiter. Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. I f- really relate to Jupiter. Jupiter has a favorite, two favorite signs. One of his favorite signs is Sagittarius, and that's where he is for me. And he also, in the past, in like ancient ruling time, loved being in Pisces as well. So it's a really expansive energy and Jupiter is the king. It's the benevolent king. I can't make a sweeping generalization that having a Jupiter transit is always wonderful because if you have Jupiter transiting your Saturn or your Pluto, it makes things bigger that it touches. So that can be a little bit like, wait, I don't actually want any more Saturnian energy or Plutonian energy. Jupiter, can you give me a break? But it can be like if he comes and sits on your sun, it's like, oh, I feel really expansive and lovely. Or if he sits on your Mercury, you're like, I really have a lot of, I feel like writing, or I want to start a podcast, or I want to go on YouTube and make a channel. It just feels really like I want to take a bite out of him when I see him. He's just delicious. It feels delicious to me. I don't know what comes up for you. 
That's such a phenomenal description. Yes. I mean, yes to all the things you said. Yeah. Jupiter is just good luck. Mm-hmm. sometimes, like you said, too much in excess, you know, depending mm-hmm. upon what's happening. And so, you know, it's also, again, helpful when you know about your chart, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is an area where Jupiter is. I have a lot of flow and mm-hmm. really easeful karma. Mm-hmm. And yet I got to be careful a little bit too, not to go past the point, right, of excess yes. with it. And then it's also, I find with people where they like to go when no one's looking. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have Jupiter in Pisces, so a nice yeah. a nice relationship like you do that's easeful. Yeah. In the 12th house. So it's mm. like, where do I go when no one's looking? I'm like meditating. <laughs> I'm oh. you know, doing psychic stuff. Like that's fun for me, right? It's wow. where people, where's their fun? That's what I think. Where's their <laughs> totally. fun? So so for you, do, what do you feel like? Well, my Jupiter is in Sagittarius in the fifth house. And so there's 12 houses in every chart, which we probably won't get to the houses right now, everybody. But the last episode we, we did together, two episodes rather ago, we did. So look for we Natalie's did, episode, okay. two, not the last one she was on, but two times ago. And I'll try to link it in the show notes too. Okay, amazing. So when the the fifth house, my Jupiter's in the fifth house, which is, and Kilkenny is the person who used the word creative projects when she heard fifth house and me. And I have three planets there in Sagittarius, which is Sagittarian energy is mutable fire. Like I have burning embers in a, of paper on my hand and I... I blow them and they sparkle out into the world or starlight or glitter. And so with Jupiter there, first of all, I love glitter. I, I just have always been attracted to it. A, B, I am a big person. Jupiter is big and Sagittarius is mutable. So it's not contained. Like I am five foot, almost five foot 10 and like hearty and creative projects, like giant things, Jupiter, me, creative projects, singing opera. I mean, that is as grandiose as you can get. I feel like I am a physically and energetically. Astrology also allows me to say things about myself that in polite society would sound egotistical, but for me, it's scientific. I am a big presence and that is in my chart. Well, and this is what's so affirming about astrology because mm-hmm. it gives us this map you know, yes. it's a map. So we don't have to be scared of it. We have free mm-hmm. will. We can move yes. through these energies or not. But yes. when we do, to me, it's just like this huge exhale. Like you said, oh, it's okay. I am someone who has five planets in Libra. Half of my energy is in Libra. All the people, all the pets, all the time, right? Yes. And I no longer have to be like, no, about any of that. Mm. It's And how do I find alone time with my Aries moon and get pauses yes. from that? But yet that's okay. Like I'm here Mm -hmm. to, you know, when my work, which happens often, gets totally derailed because of all the one-on-one people in my life, I don't have to resent it. It's like, Mm. oh, right, because I have all this Libra. This is actually my duty, my karma. Mm. This is is how I'm here to serve as well as the other work, right? Mm. So like you're saying, it's a way to understand yourself and to affirm who you are without feeling like you have to change. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, wow, I can step into this even more fully, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, and manage myself and my life more skillfully. That's how I yes. think of it, right? Yeah. It feels like a very, it's allowing, the, mm. knowing the astrology invites an allowing for me. It feels like someone's warm hand like touching my shoulder and saying yes yes because yes i am 
this way, this is my soul blueprint. And I also have free will and I can make different choices. However, I am on purpose. Yes. You are on purpose. And I'm sure that if you have not, if you listener have never had your chart looked at before, if you were to find someone that who resonates with you, it can be really contextualizing and validating to have someone share what comes up for them in your chart. Yes. I love yeah. that. On purpose. On mm-hmm. purpose. I'm just mm-hmm. realizing that I don't think that we connected Mercury to Gemini and Virgo. So just no. for listeners who are very Virgo and, and, and Gemini, yes. looking for all the details, <laughs> both of those signs mm. like detail. So Mercury is associated with Gemini and Virgo. And mm-hmm. then who else do we have to do? Saturn. Do you want to talk about Saturn? Because that, that has the old school. Oh, Saturn and- is the ancient ruler of Saturn, everybody is Aquarius. So there was a time when before Uranus was discovered, Saturn had two signs with which he was associated, Capricorn and Aquarius. And now that they have discovered Uranus, Uranus has become the ruling planet of Aquarius. And Saturn loves being in Capricorn. I really feel Capricorn-y with Saturn. It's hard for me to lean into the old Aquarian energy of Saturn and Aquarius. Is that what you were meaning for me to yes, ex- thank expound you. on? Okay. So helpful. Yeah. Because people will get mm-hmm. confused. They'll say, you know, I don't know if yeah. I'm sure people say it's you, right? Well, I've heard two different things. Yeah. So it's like, okay, today, modern day astrology, yes. still Virgo, Gemini are both associated with Mercury. But like a yes. recap, as Natalie said so well, in olden days, it used to be that Aquarius was Capricorn. The way that I mm-hmm. have come to peace <laughs> in my own mind, yeah. because this is a thing listeners like it all has to be helpful and make sense to you right because yeah. if, if it's the story and the narrative feels authentic and true for you then it's actually helpful mm-hmm. so the way i think about it is aquarians they're all they're all about being rebellious and they're rule breakers however mm. in my experience they're actually obsessed with rules secretly because in yeah. order to break a rule you have to understand a rule yes and so that's why i feel like it used to be Aquarius with Saturn because Saturn right has the rings it's rules it's boundaries yeah. it's constriction right so that's how yeah. I think of it and like you said Capricorn's so easy to think of it you know it's it's, it's associated with Saturn because yeah. Capricorn is such stern kind of energy and success and step by step and that that's way, beautiful so. yeah so. Aquarius needs Saturn to have created the box for it to explode with Uranus <laughs> so brilliantly put brilliantly put brilliant brilliant see mercury and the sun conjunct her mind just blows it out says it so everyone understands it so good okay so now we can go into let's say some of the more copacetic speeder Mm, planets again that are energies within every person listening so Mm. where do you want to go now how about we go to neptune Mm, interesting choice. Neptune and I are friendly because Neptune, modern ruler, rules Pisces. So, and I have a lot of Piscean energy. So here we are hanging out with Poseidon, the god of the deepest waters. And Poseidon can go to the parts of the oceans that our machines are not able to go because our machines will be crushed by the pressure. And there is so much mysterious ocean realm on this planet that has never been explored. So it's a diving into the mystery with Neptune. A bunch of years ago, I was having a Neptune transit over my sun, 
And I was at an office job and my boss said, Natalie, I feel like you're not even here. And I actually answered, I was like, I'm, I'm not. Now, I did not say I'm on Neptune, but I really was on Neptune. I was in another realm in outer, like I was in outer space, like daydreaming, really in the ethers, in the dream world, in the imagination, in the creativity. And it, it was pleasant for me, but it's not particularly conducive to being productive. <laughs> So that when you're having a Neptune transit, which we are all having collectively right now, it's quite intense. There can be this feeling of, wow, I just want to lie in bed and space out and just mm-hmm. dream. Neptune's what do you feel? like sitting on top of your sun. Like I have, you know, you've got Mercury. I have yes. Pluto. So like for me, like the Pluto that was huge with psychic development and finally like admitting all yes. that and coming out with all that yes. and, and really understanding that that's part of my karma. You've yes. got this incredible mind and communication. Someone mm. with Neptune, right? On their son, their personality, yeah. their son, right? They'd be a person that has incredible imagination, right? Incredible yeah. vision and envisioning a world we can't even see or creativity yes. off the hook. Yes. Painter. So Mm -hmm. just an example. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so fascinating because I'm such a fan of studying and reading and and just a consummate student. Yeah, you are. When I read that Neptune was founded at the same year as anesthesia was discovered, that blew my mind. Oh my gosh. Did you know that? That makes perfect sense. I had no idea. Oh my goddess. Pluto was discovered Mm -hmm. in the same few years that psychoanalysts, you know, Freud claimed and coined psychology and psychoanalytic that the atomic bomb was dropped Mm. all at the Mm -hmm. same, right? Atomic Mm -hmm. energy, Mm -hmm. just like Mm. Uranus Mm -hmm. was discovered during the French revolution. It's incredible, right? Like revolution, Aquarian energy. So that's just a little astrology trivia that I like to think about in my studies. Oh my gosh. You're such a scholar. I do not. I'm not like that. Oh, you have your South Node in Gemini. You came in knowing how to be a scholar. You're like, okay, I'm going to just get more and more information. And also, your, or, yeah, okay, I see. I need more. Give me more, 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 totally. more data. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any planets in Gemini. <laughs> Where Neptune. were we? Neptune. Neptune. Thank you. There, that's so Neptunian. I'm like, that where, was so where were Neptunian. We? <laughs> we don't know where we are. We're in the great underwater seas and we go on like these misty tangents into other realms. That was very Neptunian, that, that moment. So that was a good illustration. <laughs> it was a perfect, right? So knowing <laughs> where Neptune is in your chart, because the truth again, listeners, is that like we all have this Neptunian energy. We have the mm-hmm. possibility to dream. And if mm-hmm. you're not daydreaming, Ever, if you think that's mm-hmm. bad, right? Mm. You could learn, oh, well, maybe your Neptune is in Capricorn. And so mm-hmm. you've suppressed it or it hasn't been applauded. Mm-hmm. But then when you work on developing a relationship with Neptune and la- allowing yourself to daydream, oh, right, amazing things happen. Because when we give a seat to each planet at the table of our mm-hmm. life, then Life is much more rich and kaleidoscopic, as Natalie said in coin. Yes. quote you forever. The energy of Neptune can also, an image associated with it for me is Monet's water lilies, like mm-hmm. really impressionistic. And there's no boundaries or borders at all. It just one image blends into another. That's very Neptunian. That's so, perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Perfect. 
And so what about Venus? Oh, Venus. Oh, Venus. What a, well, whenever I see anyone with Venus, a lot of Venusian energy in their charts, first of all, interestingly, like if, if you, if your sun, S-U-N, um, is intertwined with Venus, usually something about you is very pleasing to others. It can be your vibration. Sometimes it actually does manifest in your physical appearance. I also have experiences with, at least with my people, who, my clients who are incarnate as female, they can elicit envy in others without just because they exist. Because picture this, Venus is Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty and the goddess of love. And I feel like she's also related to a sense of worth, like my own sense of worth. And so if you're walking around with so much Aphrodite energy, the people who don't have access to that or have not learned how to work with their Venus in their chart might feel really envious that you are so easily expressing that and that part of themselves has never been given permission to say, hi, I'm here. We all have Venus in our charts somewhere. but uh, So I'm here, but no one's paying attention to me. So that is an interesting cross and a blessing and a curse of people with a lot of Venusian energy because they can elicit envy in others. Yes, profound. Hmm. So true. And I love how you talked about Venus being tied into value our own value mm -hmm. and then yes. what we value right yes. so yes. people you know so often in a chart reading they want to know about their love life they want to know mm -hmm. about money and health right these mm -hmm. are all human natural things to know about mm -hmm. right so you would look at someone oh where's my venus placement or what's mm -hmm. happening around venus and venus is very in my humble experience much about romance and how I like to be romanced. Yes. And yet it's very different from libido. And so that's yes. something, the more charts I've read over the last several mm. years that I've also really pinpointed for people because people so often want to know about themselves romantically. Yes. And they liken that to their sexuality. However, mm -hmm. that's not always the case that yeah. the energy of your Venus is necessarily in tandem with the energy of your own sexuality, your libido. So let's talk about that a little bit. There's Venus, right? Mm, what we mm -hmm. value, our money situation, romance. And then there's Mars. Maybe that's a nice foray into yes. Mars. Yes. Right? yes. Which in my mind is a lot about libido, drive, ambition. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. maybe how do you think about Mars? Well, when I think about Mars, first of all, it has an arrow like a f very f the, the glyph the it si symbol for mars is a circle with a rather phallic pointing arrow on it like i am here to penetrate people with a lot of martian energy in their charts mars is the ancient ruler of scorpio which is sex like sex 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 and then also mars is the modern ruler i don't know if it's ancient and modern actually but I think that's right. Uh, yes, because then when Pluto was discovered, Pluto became the modern ruler of Scorpio. And Mars is the yes. modern ruler of Aries, which is pure impulse. Aries is the energy of the sperm and the egg coming together and uniting. Yes. So if with this Mars energy, where Mars is in your chart or where if you're having a Martian transit, you might feel suddenly this incredible 
sexual libido accessible is fiery. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I actually like was had no libido for so long. And now I'm like, oh, I would really like to pro- not necessarily procreate, procreate, but penetrate, penetrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. distinction. I like that distinction between the Venus. When I see Venus, I don't necessarily think libido. I think, oh, I'm, you know, romance, roses is a little trite, flowers. And Mars is like, hey, uh, let's just go right to bed. Yeah. So when P- when you think about your love life, you'll hear like, oh, but like my Venus is in this. And I'm like, oh, but where's your Mars? That's part of knowing oneself. Because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. they're very simpatico. Sometimes there's, you know, contrariness. And so understanding yourself. Yes. These planets help us understand and know ourselves. And again, like you were talking about not shaming ourselves, but claiming ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So we've got Venus that's ruled by Libra and Taurus. So that's yes. another one like Mercury that since time immemorial have kept the same ruler and two. Yes. So just for the listeners. So yes. if you have a lot of like me, Libra and energy, that yeah. means you've got a lot of Venetian energy. Yeah. Taurasian energy. Well, then you've got a lot of Venetian energy. With my clients who have a lot of Libra or Taurus in their charts, I always invite them to know that because Venus is the ruling planet of both of those signs, that they have the support of Aphrodite vibrating them wherever they are, like to really lean into this planetary support that they have and know that it's almost like a guardian angel of Venus always walking Mm. with them. That's feels so really sweet. supportive. Wow. I mm. love that. I mean, I have all this Libra, but mm. thank you. Cause that feels like really supportive and really helpful. Yeah. And I yeah. do, I think about that. Like when, if someone has plutonium energy, like I do, I'll say meditate or get a picture of Hades or Pluto yeah. himself, you know, depending on your yes. Greek or Roman tradition. Yes. Like you're saying, if you have a lot of Venetian energy, get a picture of Venus and mm-hmm. meditate with her, mm-hmm. you know, make your screensaver mm-hmm. her. Like yeah, these are practical beautiful. ways you can draft off this energy that's within yeah. you, but in m- focusing it externally, it will bring it out of you from the inside mm-hmm. out and into your Gorgeous. life. Right. I mean, yes. So same thing with yeah. Mercury, you know, like yes. put little coins out, like look mm. for coins, ask the universe, mm-hmm. like, you have a lot of mercury like okay show me a sign yeah start a little altar and you yourself put coins out to invoke that mercurial prowess of speech and Mm. and downloading and you can work with mercury so that's a sweet way you can work with the energies beautiful i love it do we do we do everybody we got everybody Well, Natalie, do you have time, like a minute or two, to do some kind of guided something to punctuate our conversation? Oh, yes. So I would invite your listeners to lean into the fact that each one of you, whether you know your astrology or not, is absolutely supported by the planets. And you have all of these different ways in which your being, your life is vibrating with the energy of the planets and where they were when you were born. And maybe there's this invitation to allow, since my Mercury, how I communicate, and my sun are intertwined, just like you might have certain things intertwined in your chart, maybe you can allow the frequency of my voice to allow you to feel the vibration of the planets and Pisces. Pisces is like Ohm, so it can be something like 
If happy little bluebirds fly beyond the rainbow, why, oh, why can't I? Oh, that was so luscious. No one has ever sung as their punctuating <laughs> benediction, and that is just so life-enhancing. All of my cells are dancing from that. What a voice you have. Thank you. Listeners, I'm sure, blown away. And that's Jupiter, friends. Jupiter expanding, mm. right? Mm, yes. Thank in you creative for that. In the, in the house of creative projects, right? Yes. I love it. Well, Natalie, where can folks find out about you, mm. your amazing work, your readings that you offer are so incredible and um you do so many downloads online too on social so yeah tell folks if you'd like to make an appointment with me please find my website at natalielevinastrology.com you may follow me on instagram at natalielevinastrology and i am on facebook at natalielevin and I do have a YouTube channel. It's Natalie Levin Astrology. And I even have a Patreon page. I have eight patrons. And that is Natalie Levin Astrology too. So it's all, it's pretty uniform all around. Natalie Levin Astrology. Amazing. Amazing. Well, what I think I'm going to do is let's say goodbye. I would just want to say thank you so much for being here. We have so many gifts, meaning associated with the podcast. I've got a building your intuition toolkit that I made recently. Folks are loving. So that's a modernmystic.love forward slash map. We've got patreon.com forward slash modern mystic podcast. And Natalie is also offering all our monthly mystic members. So generous, Natalie. Thank you for a 45 minute reading with her instead of 150 for 111, right? Yes. That's amazing. I just want to say, Natalie, thank you so much for your wisdom. You are brilliant. You are just you are electric speaking of electricity Mm. you shine so much light and Mm. give so much passion and i feel more inspired just having had this conversation so thank you for being here with us again today thank you so much i'm so thrilled this worked out what a treat total pure dessert (laughs) namaste (laughs) namaste thank you for taking these words in i hope they ground inform and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path if you like what you heard please be sure to rate review and follow the show on apple podcasts spotify or whichever podcast platform you use it is so appreciated also check out my website modernmystic.love where you can find information about my very exciting monthly mystic membership My members have unlimited access to a robust video library, which includes short videos that are easily digestible, sharing practical ways to integrate mystical living into your day-to-day life. These compelling videos cover topics such as how to ground, protect, and grow your energy, how to develop your psychic abilities, how to connect to your spirit team, shadow work, inner child work, tarot cards, lots of Western astrology, of course, 
in addition to syncing up with the rhythms of nature and so much more. I've gotten so much positive feedback that these videos are game changers for folks. Also included in the membership are over 100 alignment-based yoga classes of all different levels, meditation and breathwork classes, so you can work from the inside out or the outside in and up level yourself as you become the next version of you. Not to mention my Mystic members get all sorts of bonus content and discounts from my visionary podcast guests. So check out modernmystic.love and take a peek there as there's a free sampling of some videos waiting for you. Lastly, if you are looking for some conscious conversation and compelling community, check out also our private Modern Mystic podcast Facebook group. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste. Namaste.